Amen, amen. Pastor Bill. Thank you, Pastor Mark. Well, how's everyone doing tonight? Awesome, man. I'm excited. Um, One reason I I get excited is because when Holy Spirit starts showing me that people are going to get set free and get healed, then I feel sorry for all of the other part of the world that is not here right now. Because God is here in a mighty way. And, and, And watch what happens tonight. Watch what happens tonight as you hook up and say, no, I have faith in my king. I have faith in my king. Now, again, like Pastor Mark was saying, um, Wednesday nights are just kind of we flow. I was going to start this open with just coming up and just saying, hey, we're all going to stand up and just start praising God. And and just kind of with our mouths praise him. But as he said it, Holy Spirit says, hey, do this. So I'm, I'm jumping. I'm good at jumping. I'm terrified of jumping, but... He makes me jump, and I'm looking for the person right now. I'm just going to have to call her name out. She doesn't know this has happened. None of us knew this was happening. Joy, Cameron. There she is. Hey, could you come here real quick? This is one of our Bible college students, first-year Bible college students. Joy, could you, could you share your testimony of your healing? Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to sit over here. John. Over here, I'm safe. All right. Wow. Okay. Um, hi. <laughs> so uh, a few years ago, uh, about three years ago, I was actually in Belize on a mission trip and received an email from my doctor that um, I needed to have my thyroid removed because I found some goiters and there was a high probability of it being cancer. Um, let me preface this. This is prior to being spirit-filled. So um, as soon as we came back, um, we, I had the surgery, had my thyroid removed. As a result of that surgery, I was in the 1% that they said where they paralyzed my vocal cord. So for um, an entire year, I had no voice, and I couldn't do what I'm doing right now. And it... Uh, caused a lot of uh, depression, a lot of doubt, um, just completely rocked my world. Um, in addition to that, it's been about nine years now, I was also diagnosed by the doctors with lupus um, and Sjogren's, so autoimmune disease. So for several years, um, I'd done everything from infusions um, to chemotherapy, um, you know, having my hair break off, just, I was really sick for several years. Um, Two years ago, November, my husband and I uh, took a leap of faith and took off and went to Thailand for a month uh, on a a semi-mission trip, and while we were there, we met a pastor um, that was visiting uh, the couple we were staying with from Australia, and we were both baptized in the Holy Spirit. And little did we know that our entire world was going to change. The first thing we knew was when we came back um, that we needed to go to a new church. And my husband said, let's go to Life Church. <laughs> Good job, John. Way to be led. <laughs> so we um, sat right in that back corner there. And I remember through that whole service, we just looked at each other and we're like, wow, we are home. It's like everything just exploded off the pages, everything we heard. 
and our entire way of thinking changed. And within two months, um, I was prayed over and for healing for my all my physical ailments. And that was a Saturday. Uh, we were at a retreat that night. Um, I was sharing, and I started feeling this burning sensation over my throat. And I was like, what is going on? The next day, we came to church Sunday. Um, worship for me, when you don't have a voice, not only did it, um, was it hard, you know, I couldn't speak out a whisper, but it, it physically hurt. It hurt to talk. Worship was even more painful. Um, prior to this, I would actually wait until church started and come in after worship because it was so emotionally painful not being able to worship. I just didn't even want to be there. So we're in there, and i kind of singing because you can't help but not sing. This is just awesome. And the words started coming out. And I kept singing more, and the words continued to flow, and I was able to actually carry my voice out. Um, I had done speech therapy, all kinds of things. I'd had, um, I even had surgery, had a nerve implanted in my neck to try and save my, my vocal cord, all of this. And in an instant, my voice was back. I am, um, uh, as far as the autoimmune stuff, two years I've been walking healthy. I'm playing with my grandkids. I'm running. I'm normally in the cold. I would have just been in bed. And I'm out, and it's, it's cold, and I feel great. Um, I actually had, this is good timing, I actually had my appointment yesterday with my rheumatologist, like every six months, a checkup. And he says, how you doing? And does the physical thing, and he's just like, Nothing hurts. You feel fine Praise off God. of my medication. And he says, what, is this? what are you doing? I said, I told you I'm healed. And um, my, my doctor is actually Mormon, and so I keep trying to use this as a testimony. And, and he says, well, you know, there's those three things, you know, diet, because I, I do watch, I'm very careful with my diet, but he says, diet and mind over matter and good medication and I said no <clears throat> healing <laughs> so praise God talking about mind over matter Joy um, what was what was kind of the first initial step of how you owned it <laughs> you went the part where we met <laughs> you, you don't have to say that but yeah. just no this... there you go <laughs> Well, but, but Pastor Bill did teach me something that I didn't know as a new spirit-filled believer, that not to claim my illness. Right. The first time I said, my lupus, he says, uh-uh, knock it off, you know, quit owning it. And that was the biggest change was to stop owning my illness. And I changed it to, I'm healed. Amen. And every day I say... Amen. I am healed, Amen. and I no longer have it. Um, I mean, I was a national spokesperson for the Lupus Foundation. <laughs> <laughs> I had someone contact me the other day. We got your name. I'm like, I'm sorry, I can't help you now, but I can talk to you about healing and how I got healed. So, praise God, praise God. Well, thank you so much, Joy. Appreciate you. Amen. <laughs> I don't know, maybe you can help more than you think you can. 
Maybe, maybe someday you'll find yourself at a lupus convention. Healing the masses in Jesus' name. Glorifying our King. Amen. Guys, um, obviously this is, this is a Holy Spirit-led night. I didn't know we were going to do that, but I, I praise God. Because I, I, the next thing we're going to do... Thank you, Jesus. If there are things that you are struggling with in this house, personally... I want all of us to say right now, I am not lupus, or I am not this. I am not sick. I, I, I do not have cancer. I do not have this. I am not poor. I am healed in Jesus' name. I am rich. Oh, you don't know my checking. No, 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 no. No, I'm rich. Because Christ Jesus says I'm rich. I am rich. I am rich. Poverty is a mindset. Poverty is a disease. Poverty is a thing from the devil. I mean, it is, it is created by the devil. And poverty is demonic. If Jesus Christ himself told us, cast out things in my name, then let's cast out poverty. Poverty is, is literally put on the face of this earth to create doubt within the believer to doubt God's word. Well, how can his word be true if I'm poor? How, how, how can I believe that I'm supposed to be rich and I'm, I'm not supposed to have need? Because in fact, I'm supposed to be in abundance so that I can also give beyond my means. But I'm poor. That's demonic. It, it goes against the very grain. It goes against the very blood of Jesus. So we're going to do that right now. If you're struggling with something, I want you to say, no, I'm not this. If you have a doctor's report that says you are lupus, if you have a doctor's report of your child that says they are this, uh-uh. If you are a parent in here of a child that is being told they are something, you have the authority over your child, not a doctor. You have authority, not a doctor. They may sit there and say, oh, no, 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 by legal, by legal and, and laws that have been passed, you need to bring your kid in. That's fine. Just let it be a testimony. You just heard from Joy that she, she would go six months and go, and go give a checkup. No, that's just the time for my God to have his light shine. It's like, cool, I got to go show the light. All right, let's go. Well, what happened? I'm healed. Jesus, I told you I'm healed. Jesus healed me. Well, I, I mean, is, am, am, I, am I against my faith if I go? No, 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 no. Looking at it wrong. Get your eyes on Jesus and, and guess what he will tell you. Oh, man, hey, while you're in there, tell him about me. Hey, while you're in there, tell him what I did on the cross for you. Amen? So, so we're just going to do this real quick. Heavenly Father, let's, everyone close their eyes so, you know, get some privacy. Heavenly Father, so, thank you so much that, that you've given, oh, man, glory to God, Holy Spirit, to guide us and to teach us. Jesus, thank you for healing of, of all disease. Oh, man, thank you, Jesus, for your blood. Thank you for the stripes that you bore. Healed us of all iniquities. So say, say, say that in your spirit or say whatever that is. If you want to say it out loud, be courageous and say it out loud. Say it out loud and say, no, I am not. I do not have this. I am not poor. I am rich in Jesus' name. My child is not sick. They are healed. 
The blood of Jesus has poured over them. They are healed in Jesus' name. Thank you, Father, for everything that you're going to do tonight. Thank you for the signs, miracles, and wonders that you will do because we are speaking your word. Because we are glorifying you. Because we are lifting you up. Because you are going to get all the glory. Because testimony after testimony after testimony is going to roll out of here like an empty wheelchair. (laughs) And the body and mouth are going to be following out, jumping and screaming and shouting. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. You know, as I have prayed for, for this service and, and, and so forth, I, can, I had continued to get that people are struggling and that people are, are feeling defeated. And, and, you know, it's different. You guys are all sitting up there. I'm like, oh, sure, sure. Well, I mean, there's a bunch of people. But as I said that, I can see heads shaking up and down. We, we, get, the, we get the grace of being able to see that, you know. And so, so as I said that, I saw head shake. Yeah, 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 I'm struggling. You know, there, there were times in my life, and, and I'm going to be honest, there were times in my life, and now the times look different. When, when, when things come against me or my family, things look different now. They don't look daunting. They don't terrify me anymore. They make me a little upset. Sometimes even to the point of going, God, did I miss it? There's no way I missed it. There's just no way I missed it. And as I've had those times, it seems like the reoccurring theme that he continues to speak with me for some weird reason is, is step across the line. Are you willing to step across the line? Look, that, that, that weird line that is there spiritually... Some of us are a little bit further ahead. Some of us are way back here. I was way back there several, several years ago when he showed me, are you willing to step across the line? Leave your job. God, I, I have this house. I have this. I have, I have another house. I have, I have two kids. I want to pay for college. I want to retire with, with money in the bank. I want to go wherever I can go. Okay, God, I'll do whatever you say. God, I'll do whatever you say. Oh my God, how am I going to tell my my mother and father-in-law? God, I can tell my wife, I can tell this person, I can tell this person. How am I going to tell mom and dad? And how am I going to tell my brother? There were three people I was absolutely terrified of telling. My brother and my wife's parents. Because in the natural, all I could think that mom and dad were going to say was probably what I would have used to have said about my daughter. How in the world do you plan on taking care of my, my daughter? Because when you asked me for her hand, you said you would. For all you single men or courting women, you better know that parents care how you're going to take care of their daughter. That might have been directed to somebody. <laughs> Just maybe. That's one of those benefits that you, that you get, I guess, as a dad. But I, I, I remember, and I don't, I don't, don't, please don't take me as like, oh, I bet you Pastor Bill like jumped across that line. No, I stood there and bawled. I literally stood in the in my living room looking at this floral carpet rug thing my wife bought, and I used a a twig of branch that I couldn't step over because I couldn't lie to him. 
I just could not lie to him because I knew that I knew I could not pick up the phone and tell my brother, I am leaving security as you know it. I'm stepping away from something I worked my tail off for and I'm going into ministry. And his question would have been like, well, I can tell you what he did say. Are you nuts? What about your retirement? So you got hired by the church? No, I didn't get hired by the church. They didn't even offer me a job. <laughs> Thank you. Appreciate that, Mac. Thank you. Um, and so, so I stepped away because I finally got to a point that I will tell you it was two and a half weeks of me spending my prayer time and my days off in that carpet and that twig. Two weeks of going, God, I don't know how I'm going to tell my brother. I got to a point that I could tell mom and dad, but I don't know how I'm going to tell my brother, God, I want to live a life that is courageous for you. And I can't even tell my brother. How am I going to be used in such a manner? Or how am I going to go to wherever you tell me to go and I can't tell my brother? It took me two and a half weeks to get over the fear. The dismay. But I tell you what, oh, golly gee willikers, I'm glad there wasn't a camera sitting inside that living room unless my wife has told me and just is holding that video capture and ransom. The day that I finally jumped across that twig on a piece of carpet, a rug, everything fell off. And then I told my brother in a golf tournament that he paid for me to play in. And we're, we're rolling around. I said, hey, dude, i got to tell you something. You're going to think I'm nuts, but I, I, I kind of gotten past that. So, dude, I, I, I pulled the plug from law enforcement. What are you going to do? Yeah, dude, I don't know. God told me that I needed to quit and that, um, you know, I have no clue what we're doing. Are you selling the house? No, he didn't tell me to sell the house. In fact, he, he told me we had an agreement. God, I will step away from everything. I'll tell my brother. I'll do whatever you tell me to do. But if you take away the house and the vacation house and the two cars, which are just cars to roll around in, what's that say about you if we have to sell all that? See, because my brother's pretty wealthy. Jen's brother's pretty wealthy. All my co-partners at work are going to be standing back going, wait till he loses it all. So God, if we lose it all because you want us to lose it all, cool, I'll lose it all. But I'm letting you know your name is going to be dragged through the mud. So you better show me how we're going to keep this stuff. I can get rid of it and move anywhere. Let's go to Africa. Let's go to Australia. Every place he was showing me was hot. And some people laugh because at the time I loved snow. Now I'm like getting, I can't stand <laughs> I've converted to Mac and, and Pastor Mark. I need thick socks. Um, I'm not quite to, uh, wearing things under my jeans yet. Um, <laughs> and so, and so, I finally got to that point where I'm like, I don't care. We prayed about selling the selling a, a little tiny townhome up in McCall. We, we were like, okay, let's sell it. We can make a ton of money. We got a great deal. We, we stole it from somebody pretty much. There was a downfall in the economy and we got blessed. No joke, we are blessed. See, God's people are blessed. 
See, my God is a God of increase. My God is not a God of decrease. That is religious, religious, religious teachings. You're going, oh, well, you've got to be poor. Oh, you're going to struggle with that struggle all the time. Oh, drug addiction, it's always going to be a temptation. It's always going to be knocking on your, on your ear. Hey, hey, just, just, just call him up. All you have to do is go down to the Maverick. You know. Warm that spoon up. Just do it. Just one time. Temptation. No, no, no. My God is bigger than temptation. My God is bigger than temptation. In, in Joshua, I've been, I've been reading in Joshua chapter 1. Now, I can't imagine this. Maybe you can, maybe you have, but Moses was a mighty man of God. But yet God was telling Joshua, as I was with Moses, so I'll be with you. Whoa. You know, if God said that to me, hey, as I was with Moses, I am with you. What would I have to be fearful about? I mean, I sit back and I'm like, did Joshua really have a tough time? I mean, he got told by God. As I was with Moses, I'm with you, Joshua. You don't have to fear. Do not be dismayed. And I think, well, man, how much faith did that take? If God just came down and was like, I'm with you, Pastor Mark, like I am with Moses. And so I read this and I'm like, as, with, as I was with Moses, so will I be with you. I will not leave you nor forsake you. Come on, church, be strong and be in good courage. Man, be of good courage. And then let's, let's just jump down to verse 9. Have I not commanded you to be strong and of good courage? Do not be afraid nor be dismayed. For the Lord your God is with you wherever you go. See, this couples into a few other things. Have you seen yourself healthy? Have you seen yourself healed? Have you seen yourself not addicted to drugs anymore? Have you seen... Whoa, are you still an addict? Somebody in here literally has the disease of thinking, I'm still an addict. Once an addict, always an addict. That disgusts me as Holy Spirit revealed that to me. Whoever that is in here for, I don't know who that was. I don't know who it is. God is a gentleman. But you're going to get delivered tonight. You are going to get delivered tonight. You are not an addict. You once were an addict. But tonight you're going to have a revelation of Jesus Christ and the blood that sets you free. That you are healed. You are healed. Healed. Set free. And you will learn that when the tempter comes, you will learn... All it is is temptation. He's not strong-arming you. Wait, come here. This is just going to be too fun. No jujitsu. Okay. Come here. Come here, sweetie. I'll be gentle. I'll be gentle. You all right? All right. See, temptation, temptation looks something like... I don't know where my phone is. Lord Jesus. It's all right, I'm set free. Temptation would look like this. 
Hey, you want that Titleist TS3 driver? Yes, sir. You do? Dude, here's, here's somebody's credit card I found. Ain't nobody knows. Nobody knows. And I won't tell anybody. You can order online. You can have it shipped to a P.O. box, and nobody will ever know. Uh, commercial break. I know all of you guys are like, how did he just say that that fast? I read a lot of police reports. I have never done that. <laughs> it was quick. <laughs> yeah. And I will, Miss Amy, I will not be an accomplice to your felony. We can have fun. Do it. Why? Dude. Dude, it's a TS3 driver. That's just temptation. I'm not doing this. Take it. And now, call. Thanks, brother. Satan does not strong arm us into committing sin. Satan does not strong arm you into fear or dismay. He whispers to you. Hey, just call him up. Dude, you know you're going to fail sometimes. You know you can't be perfect. I mean, the Bible even says you can't be perfect. Ah, 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 ah. Shut up. He is trying to create doubt within you. No, here's the deal. Religion used to teach me that I couldn't be perfect. That I was always going to sin. And you know where that got me, my thought process? It actually got my thought process to doubting the word. And it got my thought process to, well, then why try? You're calling me to preach the gospel and I can't even live it? See, the word tells us this, that Christ Jesus lives in me and that I am forgiven of all sin. And that he strengthens me. He strengthens me. For it is his strength that enables me to walk out this walk that he's called me to. And that he has called you to walk in. No different, no higher, no lower. Walk out. The call that Jesus Christ has on your life is just as important, as important more important than mine. And the reason I say that is because if you don't walk out your calling because of fear or dismay or doubt, then who reaches that one person you were created for? Or the thousand people you were created for? Or the 10,000 people you were created for? I mean, can you imagine if he would have shown Pastor Mark and Miss Amy apart from each other when they were little biddies of like, Hey, by the way, you're gonna, your, your walk with me is going to look like this. You're going to leave your life, whatever those, those lives were, and you're going to move to Twin Falls and become youth pastors. And then after that, we're going to call you to Boise instead of San Diego. And you're going to open a church. Just you guys and an assistant. That's it. You're going to open a church. Hey, and by the way, you're only going to be in that church for about this many years. And then you're going to buy a huge building that used to distribute beer. 
And by that time, you're going to be, your ministry is going to be used to save thousands and lead thousands to Christ. And your ministry is going to be used to heal people's deaf ears and diseases to be gone in Jesus' name. That would be amazing to know that at eight years old. But very rarely do I think he shows people at eight years old because that would be a little daunting, don't you think? Like, hey, do you want to go play baseball? No, I I have to work on getting a church. Like, base T-balls out of the question, Ryan. I got I to gotta build, I got to find a Coors distributing plant. And I got to build a church. And so I read this and, and, and it blows my mind is, is this is what I'm, this is kind of what I'm getting to and I'm having fun because God is fun. Do you have a vision? Have you seen yourself be healthy? Have you seen yourself be clean? Have you seen yourself walk in richness? Have you seen yourself being promoted at your job? Have you seen yourself helping your boss? Have you seen yourself being faithful to your spouse? Have you seen it? Because once you see it, now you have a roadmap to go to. Because, again, right here in in verse 9, have I not commanded you to be strong and of good courage? Do not be afraid. Do not be dismayed. For the Lord your God is with you wherever you go. When he showed me a, a, a slight vision of my life, this is what blew me away. Just letting you know where I was at six years ago. I didn't even know that verse actually existed in the Bible. I didn't know it actually said, and the Lord your God is with you wherever you go. I didn't know it was in Joshua. He literally told me, hey, wherever I send you, I will go with you in power. All of a sudden, it was like, what do I have to be afraid of? Are you kidding me? Like, God, like, you're with me. I shared this story with Miss Amy, Pastor Doug, and and Kyle uh, Tuesday. There was a story of a female officer, uh, I I believe in Georgia, somewhere in the south. And she's a little bitty police officer. And she pulls over this car, and this guy is six foot six. He was like 280 pounds, a a felony rap sheet like crazy. He escaped from, from jail. He, I mean, he is the worst of the worst. And she gets out there and she's talking to him and kind of in the South, people just get out of their cars. I mean, it's, it's weird. Um, because like advice, if you get pulled over by Meridian PD or Boise PD or Idaho state police, stay in your car. Like if we saw you get out of a car, it was like, let's go to work, get in your car, sir. And, and just stay in your car, hands on the steering wheel, be safe. Well, in the South, they just get out because they think it's courteous and nice, and that's the culture. So they get used to that. My man from Texas is like, yeah, you you get out of your truck, and you say, hey, officer. And so, and so, and so, this large man gets out of the car, and she's saying, hey, hey, stay right there. I know who you are. Stay right there. And he starts coming at her, and, and she's saying, hey, you're under arrest. You have felony warrants. And all of a sudden she says that as he's coming at her, he's looking at her. And all of a sudden he just goes like this. 
and he drops to his knees and puts his hand behind his back. See, Joshua 1.9, the Lord your God was with her. She handcuffs this dude and she says, why did you not fight? You could have killed me. And he says, are you kidding me with those two huge black police officers behind you? I wasn't going to do anything. There was no one there in uniform. There was no other police officers there. Oh, the Lord, her God, sent two gigantic black police officers right behind her and was like, imagine PJ was just staring at him saying, come on, boy, do it. You know what I'm saying? Like, come on, man. When the Lord your God is with you, what do we have to fear? When the Lord your God is with you, addiction? Ugh. Do you not know how big you are? I literally had somebody tell me, we were praying one time, we were getting ready to go to Africa, and the person was sitting there staring at me, and I'm on the couch, and I'm praying, and I'm looking at this person, I'm like, why are they looking at me? Like, close your eyes and pray. <laughs> close your eyes and pray. And all of a sudden, the person just goes up to the ceiling. And I'm sitting there, I'm like, I didn't see anything. I'm just being honest. I didn't see anything. But when that person's eyes went to the, to the ceiling, I was like, she is seeing something in the spirit. And we get done praying. And this person shares with me. She's like, hey, Bill, I got to share something with you. You have the two biggest black angels I've ever seen in my entire life. They're like nine feet tall. They were, their, their heads had to like go down below the ceiling. Oh, come on. You afraid of going to Africa? Are you kidding me? I got like nine foot five black angels. What would this white dude have to be worried about going to Africa? Ah, come on, I have two black angels the size of like a room. No, I'm not worried. I'm not dismayed. I'm not worried. I am courageous in Christ Jesus. If it was without Christ Jesus, I would have never quit my job. I would have never stepped over that little twig on that carpet to say, will you do anything for me? You know, courageous, you wonder if you have it in you. You do. You were born to be courageous. Are you sick and tired of being scared? Are you sick and tired of wondering, oh no, I, I'm, this is just my lot in life. This is just who my family is. This just always seems to be my luck. It happened to my mom. It happened to my dad. We've been divorced. Every one of our, every person in my family has been divorced. It's my, I'm going to be divorced. Well, I guess you are. Like Joy's testimony, I guess you are. Just keep saying that and you will. You just keep saying it. Oh, we're going to be poor. God, I don't have a penny to my name. You're right. You don't have a penny to your name. Look, I quit my job and I, and I told my wife, I said, I, <laughs> I said, we're going to be members at, at a country club. She didn't tell me I was crazy. But what she did do was she, she didn't say that, but she thought to herself, he is out of his mind. He just quit his job. 
No, we're going to be members at a country club. Because, God, you're, you're going to be glorified through this. And people are going to be like, how in the world are you a member at a country club? You're a pastor. Hey, I don't know either. But people are getting invited to church. People are swinging by the house and, like, hearing about testimonies of people getting healed. The general manager of this country club is telling me about his sick nephew in Minnesota, I believe it is. And he's like, will you, will you pray for him? <laughs> ah. Yeah, absolutely, man. Hey, I'll probably give you a cloth to send to him and set upon him as well. Be courageous. See, it's, 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 if it's just you, Paul, then you've got to be terrified, my man. If it's just you stepping forward saying, okay, this is what we're going to do, honey. If it's just you, good luck. But if God told you to do it, be courageous. Own all of it. Own all of it. If God's telling you to, to, to buy a house, do not be in fear. Buy the house. Buy the house. If God is telling you to bless somebody, look, uh, several months ago, I remember preaching and, and Holy Spirit inspired. And I said, this house is going to be a blessing. Watch. Watch all the blessings that pour in and out of this house. You would be amazed. Somebody walked up to me a couple weeks ago and goes, Pastor Bill, you wouldn't believe it. Somebody gave me a car. I said, yeah, I believe that. It's who he is. It's who he is. Somebody else came up and was just like, hey, I think I'm supposed to give my car to somebody. I just giggled. I giggled. And the person's like, yeah, it's either this person or this person. I'm like, oh, you, dude, you'll totally know who it is. You'll 100% know who it is. You'll know what's right. Look, when God tells you to do something, here's what happens. When God, I don't know, I didn't plan on preaching about this. When God's trying to get you something, he's like, hey, son, give this to Wade so he can buy that TS3 driver. By the way, he ain't saying this. <laughs> you heard it right there? It confirmed with you. All right. Talk to Jen. Um, <laughs> if God is, li I believe this is how it partially works. I don't, I, have, I don't have it all figured out. So don't be coming up and asking me. I'll defer you to Pastor Mark or Pastor Doug. <laughs> but I believe it's like this. Hey, bless Wade with that driver. Bless Wade with that driver. Ah, I, I, I can't. I mean, what, what, what am I going to have in my golf bag? You're right. You won't ever have anything in your golf bag. Look, if I'm not willing to part from that, how do I have space in my golf bag for one? We hold things so tight. And he's literally sitting there and he's like, I'm trying to get it to you. I'm trying to get it to you. I'm trying to get it to you. I've been telling you, bless someone. Bless someone. And, and you're like this. He can't get anything to you. He can't even get your healing to you. And I'm not saying it's defiant or reliant upon one or the other. Don't get, don't get in a ditch there. All I'm saying is, it does have to do with our obedience or disobedience. It does. As a father, I want to bless my kids. But if their hands are like this, I can't bless them. 
I can't. Can't do it. Jesus Christ himself, this gets back to you are courageous enough, and I will get my wallet back, Wade. Is, uh, you are courageous enough because Jesus Christ showed us how courageous he was. He had a decision. Being courageous is a decision. Being bold is a decision. Being bold and faced with an opposition or faced with a problem is just an opportunity to step up and say, my God is real. See, Jesus went to a, to a prayer meeting by himself. And he says, Father, if it's your will, let it be done. He prayed all night and his sweat became like droplets of blood. But Joshua 1.9 says, for I am with you, son, wherever you go. And Jesus, oh man. My Jesus, my Savior, my healer, my Redeemer. My provider. He carried that cross. He made a decision to be courageous for you. And for us as believers to stand back and literally just let that just slip away. It blows my mind. And I want to learn as I continue to grow. And I want all of us as we continue to grow. I want all of us to get to a point before Jesus Christ comes back. Where he can sit back and he's like, oh man, this portion of my bride, they get it. They are literally pulling heaven to earth. They're not holding on to things so tight that I can't continue to give more. They're literally getting it and giving it, getting it and giving it, getting it and giving it. In that movement, so many things happen. So many things happen. Look, we're going to be a house of blessings because God said it. I know that I know I heard right. And in that blessing... We've been blessed with a house, with a leader, with a pastor, and a family, and pastors in this house, and guess what else? You guys. You guys are just as viable as, as us. Just as important as us. Because guess what? When we, when we say, hey, we're going to go on a mission trip. Hey, we're going to go, we're going to go into all the world. I don't, if God tells us we're going, we're going. And this isn't just my heart. This is Pastor Mark's heart. If God tells us going somewhere, we're going somewhere. We're going to do it. How can God not bless that? Because he sees, he sees pastors with hearts, which means he sees a congregation of hearts saying, where are we going? We don't know how, but where, when, when are we going? How are we providing the income? Oh, don't worry. That's God's deal. Oh, don't, are you kidding me? A church of 175 or 200 seats and, and probably built, and I don't know the story for sure, built in like, what time was that, that church built that you guys first bought off of Maple Grove? The brown one. It had been there for a long time, I think. I wrote police reports in it. It was a great parking lot. I appreciate the, the south side of it. It was safe. But God provided this. Not for them to. Not for, not for any of us to benefit from, but from us to benefit from. And for them to benefit from. And from people watching on, in, on, on, on Facebook Live and, and all that on live stream from Australia and Japan and Virginia and all these other places benefiting 
from a house that says, okay, what can we do? Where can we go? How do we do this? We don't know how to do it, God, but you're with us. We're courageous enough to do it. And in the same book, in, in the same book of Joshua, five chapters later, he's dealing with walking around Jericho. And this is where we're going to get into worship and you're going to see miracles happen. You're going to see miracles happen. If you need a miracle tonight, you're going to, my God is going to meet you. We are not going to walk around Meridian seven times. We are not going to walk around this church building seven times. That's not what he showed me. Thank you, Jesus. But what we are going to do, if you're needing a miracle tonight, if you need to be courageous, I am imploring you. I am completely saying, handcuffs of all are off of everybody here. I am begging you to be courageous. I am begging you to set your pride aside. I am begging you to sit back and say, okay, Jesus, it didn't happen last time. It didn't happen last time. It didn't happen last time. But I know that I know you're up there and I'm touching you tonight. And we are, the ushers are going to, I don't know who's doing it. The ushers, one of the ushers are going to come forward and they're going to set a rope across from that side of the wall, across this front row, across this aisle, across that aisle. And the worship team is going to come worship. And we're going to join them in worship. And it, I, I don't know how this is going to go. He didn't show me this. He just showed me this. If you immediately know that you know that you know, you are just, I have to get across that rope. I have to get there to Jesus. To break addiction. To be strong enough to, to fight the temptation of cheating on your spouse. For the healing that you need, I'm telling you, Jesus is here. Whatever that looks like, if you need to run, then run. Run. If you need to walk, walk. If you need to, 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 to jog, jog. But I'm telling you, miracles are going to happen when you step over a rope. It's not a rope. Could you imagine... What Jer Joshua and them were all thinking, the men of war going, really, we got to walk around this place seven times? And then on the seventh time, we're going to hear a trumpet and we got to scream? Really, that's going to bring victory. They were obedient. They were courageous. Are you obedient and are you courageous enough to sit there and say, you know what? I believe that Pastor Bill sat in prayer and Holy Spirit showed him this. And if you're not, sit there. Sit, sit with your disease. Because it doesn't affect me. It doesn't affect me. It affects you. And it affects your family and it affects your house. But I'm telling you, freedom is here. Freedom has been here for 2,000 plus years waiting for you to grab a hold of this. Waiting for you to open up your hands and say, okay, I'm going to receive. So like the walls of Jericho, you're going to walk forward. Whenever that is, we're going to be worshiping I don't know how long. We'll, Holy Spirit will tell us. And whatever you need, if you need your marriage restored, if you want to be pregnant with your husband, if you need a promotion, if you need whatever, God is the whatever. He is. He's, I'm that. 
So they're going to bring this rope out. And I know it works because because we were all walking down (laughs) from the prayer room. And I was worried that I wasn't going to be able to stand up and and get up here because my legs turned to noodles. And Pastor Doug goes, well, you stepped over the rope that you were talking about. Because we walked down this thing and I, and, and I didn't consciously, I wasn't consciously aware of it, but my legs literally like were turning into noodles and pastor turns around and he goes, he starts laughing. He's like, it's good already. And, and pastor Doug looks at me and goes, what's wrong? I'm like, dude, my legs like, I, I don't know if I can walk. And he's like, well, dude, you stepped over the, ro- the, the rope that you were talking about. And I'm like, oh boy, <laughs> it's real. This stuff, this stuff is just facade we live in a spiritual world jesus is waiting to get to you worship team come on up jesus is waiting hey man he's he's been chewing at the bit he's like oh yeah oh yeah oh yeah and if i was jesus i'm just saying if i was jesus i would i would be like i i can't wait to see somebody pete rose i can't wait pete rose was a baseball player when we were young and the dude was tough he slid face first into every base. He didn't care if it was home plate with a catcher there or not. That dude was going belly face, I mean, and diving, like five feet dive Superman and sliding in, broken fingers. That dude was tough. He was courageous. But what I sit back and say that for is, oh my gosh, that reminds me of the man and the friends that tore apart a roof and lowered the friend down because they had to get their friend to Jesus to get healed. Courageousness. Amen. Whenever you feel led, if you don't feel led, don't come. Whenever you feel led, come and watch as you step across this rope. I've already experienced it. And I'm going to step back over and I might step back over and over and over and over again. Watch. He's going to meet you just like that. And you're going to get, you're going to get exactly what you came for. You're going to get exactly what you came for. We might pray for you. We might have hands laid on you. I don't know. This is what I know we're supposed to do. And just as Jesus Christ died on, on the cross for us and set us free, he was courageous and bold. Won't you be tonight? Amen. Heavenly Father, as we come into worship.